I'm about to date myself, but in the 80s, my favorite movie was this movie called Real Genius. I don't know if you've ever even heard of it. Val Kilmer was the star of that movie. And the premise of the movie doesn't really have much to do with what we're going to talk about today. But there was a line that they repeated in that movie several times. And near the end of the movie, it took on a completely different meaning for the characters. And the phrase was, it's your moral imperative. It's a moral imperative. It was this idea that what they were about to do was their moral and ethical obligation. It was something that if they didn't do it, they would be failing themselves and even the world, as silly as it might sound. Especially if you know the movie, because it's a very tongue-in-cheek kind of movie and it's a fun comedy. But that line has stuck with me for decades. And I thought that it's part of my moral imperative to share with you today as I record my first actual podcast of the year 2022 um, to share with you a little bit of what I believe and the things that will be dictating a lot of what I share with you as the year moves on. So today on Sincerely Speaking, we're going to have a sincere conversation about what I believe. Communication. Its effective use is the key to success in business, relationships, and life. Yet, we're never taught to use communication in a way that is effective, productive, and positive. The result? Interactions that lead to overwhelm, stress, discontent, lack of motivation, poor relationships, and the feeling of not being fully heard. We're engaged in a permanent tug of war, not the true flow of proper communication. Is there a way to fix this? Can the way we communicate truly be the key to achieving balance and success in all aspects of our life? Join me, Marcy Amaro, as we explore the answers to these and other communication, influence, connection, and success questions here on Sincerely Speaking. So if you have been following me for a while, you know that I center my conversations with you around communication, confidence, and leadership. Communication, confidence, and leadership. The thing is, the more I share with you, the more I understand that in order to really serve you, in order to bring forth the best that I can give you, and in order to connect with the people that I need to connect with in a more positive and more impactful way, I needed to refine a little bit what I share with you and what my focus is. Because communication, confidence, and leadership are a part of everything. They're a part of our relationships, they're a part of our businesses, they're a part of understanding who we really are, and they're a part of living authentically. But they are too broad. We could go into so many different directions in talking about these three things that it just felt at one point like I was hitting too many different points of connection and not really focusing on the best value or the best of me that I could bring to you. So as I started thinking more about how I can serve you best. I'm going to be focusing a lot of what I share with you this year 
on how you can find, refine, and share your voice in a way that it's powerful, impactful, and effective. So we're going to focus more specifically on what I am going to uh, call, for lack of a better term, public speaking. Not necessarily standing in front of stages and talking to thousands of people, but any kind of interaction in which you are sharing something with your voice with the intention of having others hear it. So whether it be on video, on this podcast, for example, virtual events, live events, webinars, conferences, any experience that puts your voice in front of other people in order for you to share a message, to try to bring some value, to share some content, to shed some light on something. That is what we're going to call public speaking moving forward in this space. And today, as I am recording this podcast to share with you, I just thought I'd focus on three things that I believe very strongly and that are the center and the heart of why I think it's important for me to focus on helping you find and use your voice in a way that is impactful and powerful. So here are my three things. The first one, everyone has something to say. Everyone has something to say. Now, if you've ever stood in a voting line or if you've ever visited a theme park or if you've ever gone out to a restaurant and you're just sitting there quietly for a little bit, just listening and paying attention, you will find this to be very true. Everyone has something to say. You can mention certain topics in certain places and you will have 20 orators suddenly stand and start delivering the speech of their lifetime with passion and with conviction. If you are a churchgoer, you know this to be true as well. Everyone has something to say. If you've ever stood for something and have voiced your opinion that might not have been the most welcome in that specific space, you know that everyone has something to say. But the reason this falls into the beliefs that I want to share with you today is because very often we just hold back thinking that we don't have anything unique, special, or worthwhile to say. But everyone has something to say. And I believe this at my core. I believe this to be absolutely true. So what I am inviting you to do What I would love for us to do as the starting point of this year, as an exercise to move forward from, is stop to think, what are those things that I could speak about with conviction and with passion for a prolonged period of time without having to go do a bunch of research? What are those things that people come to me and ask me for advice on? What are those things that if I were to ask the people closest to me, they would say I know a lot about, or maybe even I'm an expert in, and start jotting down a list of those things, even if it seems silly, even if it doesn't seem like it would matter to anybody. A while back, I joined a group that focused on teaching others how to make a career out of sharing your expertise and your knowledge. 
and I was talking to one of the coaches and I was doubtful about whether what I had to offer was meaningful enough to bring to the marketplace and I know I'm not the only one who struggles with that I know it's a commonplace thing to wonder and to question whether anybody will listen the coach turned around and kind of smirked gave me a little smile and said you know I just helped a lady whose business centers around alligator wrestling to relieve stress and I just looked at him and I thought there's no way. Am I hearing this right? Yeah. Someone has a business centered around helping people relieve stress by doing alligator wrestling. And they speak on it and they have courses on it and they do a lot of things with it. And it's not something that you wake up in the morning and you go, hmm, I wonder where I can find a good course on alligator wrestling. But it is an actual thing. Somebody makes a living out of alligator wrestling so if somebody can do something like that that outlandish just think about how much more you can do with something that seems more ordinary or more of the everyday see here's the thing the things that we excel at the things that we do because they come naturally or because they are easy for us are not easy for everybody even though it might seem like they should be. The things that are so commonplace for us are things that somebody somewhere is struggling to figure out. So jot that list and see which one really stirs your emotions and really stirs your desire to speak on it and start crafting some ideas, some messages around it and start sharing them because everyone has something to say. Now, the second thing that I believe, and this goes back to that quote from Real Genius, is that everyone has a moral obligation to share their message. Everyone has a moral obligation to share their message. Now, we don't all have to share it the same way. You don't necessarily have to speak your message. You can write your message. You can paint your message. You can sew your message or sculpt it or shape it in any way that you feel in your heart you need to do but once you discover that message once you discover what that is that you have to say from my previous point figure out what the best way to bring that message into the world might be and share it because you have an a moral obligation to do it now why do I say it's a moral obligation one of my mentors tells a story about how he and his wife were having a really hard time getting pregnant at the beginning of their relationship or when they first got married and were trying to build a family and they tried everything then one day they saw this expert on a TV show I think it was Oprah not sure don't quote me on that but because of that interview on that show and the doctor that appeared on there and shared their expertise and their knowledge on how to help couples through infertility, they were able to find the solution to something that they had dreamt about for so long. And they were able to have not one, but two babies. They had twins. If that doctor had not stepped up and fulfilled their moral obligation to share what they knew, this other couple might never have had the children that they have. 
And you can probably think of a million and a half other stories in which because somebody decided to step up, somebody else's life was made better, was easier, was more fulfilling, was just the way it needed to be. One of my sisters was remodeling her kitchen. She was trying to save some money. So she decided to put up the kitchen cabinets herself. So she went and she bought prefabricated cabinets. She assembled them herself. But then she needed to figure out how on earth to actually install these things. Guess what she did? She went to everybody's favorite teacher, YouTube. She found some videos and she followed the instructions on the videos and she educated herself. But what if that cabinet installer had decided, you know what? People can always hire someone to do this or it's pointless. Nobody's going to try and do this on their own and had not shared that information, had not fulfilled their moral obligation. My sister would not have been able to afford getting the kitchen that she wanted. But because someone decided to live up to their moral obligation and step up to the plate and share what they knew, my sister was able to get the kitchen of her dreams. And again, you can probably think about a lot of other examples where one word, where one phrase aptly spoken, where someone being at the right place at the right time with the right message made a difference in your life. You need to be that someone for someone else. You have a message. You have an idea. You have knowledge. You have skill. You have vision to share that will shift someone else's life, that will impact someone else in such a profound and unique way that can only come from you. Which leads me to the third thing that I believe. Everyone has a calling. Everyone has a calling. Now here's the problem. The way the system is laid out, it's not really meant to equip you to think about your life in this way. They train you for a job. Most jobs don't really align with callings. They align with tasks and skills and fulfilling certain things that somebody decided needed to be fulfilled. But every human being, if you're breathing, you have a calling and a purpose that you haven't fulfilled. If you're breathing, there's something that you need to bring to this planet that you haven't brought yet. So that calling, that purpose, is what needs to propel you forward from this moment on. Maybe you're one of the lucky few that has a job that allows them to live in that calling and that purpose. Kudos to you, blessings to you, and I wish that everybody could be in that position. But the thing is, most people lead lives of quiet desperations, to quote the famous author, right? We don't have the skills, the training, or the empowerment as we grow up 
to really dream and envision ourselves fulfilling the calling that we were designed for. So I invite you to take a minute and if you believe in God like I do, pray. If you don't believe in God like I do, just take a minute in silence and in introspection to think about what are those things that used to light you up that you gave up on somewhere along the way. Stop and think about what you envisioned doing when you were a little kid. Stop to think about what are those things that when you're doing them, you don't feel time pass. What are those things that you would do for free and still feel fulfilled? What are those things that could help you get out of bed in the morning without even thinking about how early it might be because you're just excited to get started? Find that calling and live in it. So again, as we move forward, January is halfway done by the time I'm recording this, 2022. It is today, January 18th, 1922. And we normally don't date these things because we want them to be evergreen for anybody to take advantage of them at any time. But I think it's important to time it today because we have had a couple of really trying years and we have gone through so much and we have survived so much, some more than others. But this is the year when we turn the page. This is the year when we focus on what we were really called and designed to do. And we move forward with our moral imperative to share the message that we were given, the message that was planted in our hearts, and to use our voices for the benefit of the world. I want to sincerely thank you for spending this time with me today. I know you have a million things you could be doing, so I appreciate you tuning in. If you have found value in this conversation, please share it with others. And as a thank you, I'd like to invite you to download a free copy of my Tough Talks checklist, which will walk you through how to transform even the most difficult conversations into tools for connection, respect, and collaboration. Simply visit marciamaro.com for details. Until next time, I'm Marcia Amaro, and this has been Sincerely Speaking.